ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. Fuck, my voice is shot. God damn it. Wow. You ever um, had the first thing you say all day be uh, recorded as an introduction to a podcast? Well, that's what's happening right now. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome to Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank, episode 64. On today's episode, fuck, it's really shot. I gotta learn how to write some actual jokes instead of just screaming. Um, on today's podcast, I interview my friend and really, really funny comedian, um, Rick Ingram. Rick's a regular at the Comedy Store. We actually got passed as, as regulars at the Comedy Store, as paid regulars on the same day. Me, Rick, and Kirk Fox um, all got passed together. It was a good day. Uh, that was like seven, eight years ago in September. Anyway, um, so Rick had this problem. Rick is always one of the guys that hung out and was cool. And Rick, uh, one day started losing weight and started having stomach problems. And then, um, <laughs> well, I guess you guys will listen to what happened, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. and you'll know by the title, he has diabetes, <laughs> he has childhood diabetes. And he found out when he was an adult, it came on like way later. So, uh, uh we just talked about it. <laughs> Uh, it fucking sucks. It sucks so bad. Um, he's happy about it, though. It was interesting. At least he's happy that he knows what it is. He didn't seem like upset or victimy about it at all. He just sort of gives the facts, which I like. Just said what happened. So it's a short podcast. Not short. Short for me. It's like an hour and a half. Um, but it's good, and you guys will like it. And it's something that happened to a friend of mine that you guys will get a kick out of. Um, so... Please sip. Oh, wait, I got to do the sponsor stuff. Uh, go to uh, AriTheGreat.com for all my tour dates and uh, for all my sponsors' banners. Um, to the right, on my website, to the right, you can also find, by the way, my tour shirts, my 2012 tour shirts that I think are only going to be available for 2012. I really do. I think that's it. And then I'll get another tour shirt in 2013. But until then, go get uh, my uh, tour shirts and my, um, I'm supposed to call them spice grinders. Um, both made by the same artist, Ted Park. Uh, and, um, and, oh, and while you're there on my website, ariashafir.com, um, go to the right and then my, all my sponsors there. So there's a, there's two, there's two links for Amazon, uh, Amazon America. And then the next one is Amazon, uh, Canada. And if you shop at Amazon and if you click through my website first before you do your shopping, like go to my website, click Amazon, and it just opens up Amazon, and then you can continue shopping as is. But then they give me a kickback, so uh, it's starting to add up that you guys are doing it. I really appreciate you guys doing that. Thank you. Uh, it's not a big step; it's like one extra step. It's tough to remember sometimes, but it's like one extra step. Just to go to my website first, and then through Amazon, and they give me money. It doesn't cost you anything, so it just gives me money from them. Cause fuck Amazon, right? Am I right, people? Let's fuck over Amazon and get the Jew as much money as possible. Uh, also, uh, there's a Gamefly sponsor there. If you click on that, or if you just enter www, that's with the internet. You have to enter www. Actually, you don't anymore, right? Uh, that was a thing for like two years, and then you no longer had to do it. Uh, anyway, if you go to Gamefly.com/ari um, uh, and sign up for a free 15-day free trial, and do whatever the fuck you want at the end of the 15 days, but. Um, if you do that, then they give me a kickback. They give me, uh, I don't know what the kickback is of free, but they give me something. 
So do that, and they give me some cash, uh, which is nice. And then if you sign up for a Spotify, ew, I just spit on the mic. Ew, ew. Ugh, it's a little crumb of wasabi fucking pee. Ew, it came right out of my mouth. Barf. I must have slept with it in there. Ew, I didn't even eat anything today. I mean, just stayed overnight. Um, yeah, anyway, if you sign up for a Spotify account, it's a free Spotify account through Facebook or whatever, I don't know, through my website, though, um, then I get 60 cents. It went up from 50 cents to 60 cents because <laughs> they like it. They like my reads, so I guess, or something. So now I get uh, 60 cents. Inflation, bitch. Uh, and and then my storyteller show. I don't really have many dates to to promote. I've got an Ottawa Blues Fest, July fourth through the seventh. I got uh, the Montreal Comedy Festival. Oh, we are doing a Shroom Fest show, um, midnight uh, on Monday of Shroom Fest. So Monday night. So it's like right as Shroom Fest ends. We're, I think we're going to call it Shroom Fest twenty twelve recap, and the cap is going to be in all capital letters. So it'll be like my friend Eric thought it up. He said it's like a triple play on words. It's recap, it's cap for mushrooms, and then it's cap in capital letters. <laughs> you never get the triple play. Not from someone dumb like me. Um, so This Is Not Happening presents uh, Shroomfest Recap. I think Brendan Walsh will probably do it, and then I don't have to see who else is in Montreal. And then I'm also doing two storyteller shows there. Um, I Was So Fucked Up. This Is Not Happening presents I Was So Fucked Up. Um, and then I don't know who the lineups are going to be. Last year we got Russell Peters to do it and Bill Burr and just a whole bunch of great comics, Jeff Ross. Um, so it depends who's going to be there this year, and I'll ask everybody. And I'll make great lineups. So it's at that uh, Tranny Strip Club across the street from Club Soda. Um, I forget the name of it again, but uh, it's part of Zoo Fest, I think. I don't know. And then that's the the next one in LA is the same title. Uh, this is not happening. Presents. I was so fucked up. The lineup is sick. It's uh, Jason Tebow, who's been on my podcast before. Um, Bill Burr, Harlan Williams, uh, a special guest that I can't say who, um, and Mike Burns. So far, also been on my podcast on the alcohol related one. Um, so it's going to be great. So it's $5. The money goes to Planned Parenthood. Just show up. It's going to sell out. So if, you, if you're listening to this, get tickets quickly. Okay, everybody. Uh, I guess that's it. So um, I don't really have any other dates to promote, right? I might go to New York after, after, um, after uh, Montreal at the end of July, uh, at the end of the comedy festival for a few days before I do Stress Factory in the first week of August in New Jersey. So if you're in New York... Last week of July, first couple days of August, I might be there. Just doing spots around town. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to these. Please subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher. Uh, I don't know how to subscribe to my website, but you can also go to my website for all the music stuff related and also all my tour dates. Tours have been going really well, by the way. It's been going awesome. Sacramento was great. San Francisco was amazing, by the way. Oh, my God. It was so fucking great. It was packed full of people, and they were all fans. It was a Wednesday night, so it was like all fans or people that had been dragged to the show with fans. It was so fucking awesome. It was just an awesome show. And then afterwards, everybody got high afterwards. It was really cool. We all started smoking. I got so many fucking pot-related gifts. From fucking weed to edibles to all the three of the comics, me and the other two guys, Chris Tinkle and, and, and Sean... 
Keene. Sorry, Sean Keene. Uh, we've just been getting high in Sacramento for for three days off that stuff you guys gave us in San Francisco. So thank you very much, San Fran. You guys are fucking rad. Tell a friend about these podcasts. Um, just tell one friend. Say, hey, listen to this podcast. You can catch up in like no time. I only do one a week. All right. Uh, hasta la vista. Until next week, please welcome Rick Ingram to the podcast. Uh, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank. Episode 64, I think. Diabetes. Diabetes? Uh, with Rick Ingram. like 10 minutes without a normal start. We'll see how it changes us. Uh, Rick Ingram, hello, welcome. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, we're up in the old forum. You ever work up here? No, I was uh, told immediately when I started I was not uh, phone friendly. My <laughs> phone material? Yeah, so it was said they put me on the doors, no phone. Right away? Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I asked for shifts just to make extra money. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because I I only made twenty five bucks working the door, but they got paid like seven bucks an hour on the phone. Yeah, the it was phone. weird. It was like they couldn't get away with not paying us minimum wage on the phone, but Very they could strange. somehow in the door. Yeah, I think that's why they're being sued now and losing. Probably, um, but yeah, they just said I had a bad attitude before they really even knew me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I got fired on the phone once because Mitzi called. Didn't go well. I think it went fine. I was just I just handled it like business, and she told one of the old managers. She goes, "Who is that new phone guy?" And he was like, "Oh, his name's Ari." She goes, "He doesn't sound friendly. Fire him." And he's like, "Okay." See, she was wrong about that. Yeah, but then they had. <laughs> I guess she was right. <laughs> uh, they had like uh, two more things to talk about. Then he was like, "Hey, that new phone guy. Do you mind if I just tell him to be friendlier?" And she was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, you can do that." Well, so then I kept my job. She makes some mistakes. Yeah. She did pass the Ace Trucking Company and Dave Couillet. Somebody just said that Seinfeld got their start here. I don't think that's true at I all. I thought it was the opposite, right? Like yeah. She was like, fuck him? From what I heard, she uh, liked Larry David, but didn't like Seinfeld, and he didn't get passed until after his show was a hit. I heard it was like a Gary Shandling type of like, he's not ready, and then he was he just didn't care, because he was like, I'm playing every other club in the world. Yeah, and I'm on an NBC show yeah. all the time. I barely have time for stand-up anyway. But I think Harris Pete, which who knows how disgruntled and accurate that very was, but uh, he told me that his name wasn't even on the wall until after he had a hit TV show. He was shitty about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, what happens when people like Tony be just stay and become adults they, they become Harris Pete who's just bitching about his name wasn't even on the wall like what no one else even knows or cares about that he was a, he was a peach of a gem what happened to Harris Pete he got fired for being uh, he was like why did he get fired I'm like uh, being consistently angry and rude to customers for 10 years yeah one of the one of the biggest douchebags just consistently uh I saw him yell at Jeff Garland once at the for back what? door for likes Garland for trying to walk in. And he didn't know who he was. Yeah, and so uh, Garland started walking in. Harris Pete runs over and stops him, 
excuse me, you got to go through the front, sir. He's like, I, I'm a comic here. He's like, I don't know you. <laughs> He's like, My name's on the marquee right now. He's like, well, I don't know that. Yeah, why couldn't he like, just say, oh, okay. It's like, dude, not only that, but you're the front door man. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. He's just trying to steal money or whatever. So. Oh, yeah. He was he like, nobody comes in here without in. paying yeah. except that they pay me. But, I mean, you got to know that. If you're going to still be the doorman at a comedy club, you got to know who the guy is. Who's on, on your marquee? marquee. <laughs> Bro, this place is very behind. It happens. Nobody knows fuck all about any comedy outside this place. No. Well, and not if, you know, you're that guy. Yeah. Like the pinnacle of his career was like going fishing, David Letterman's ranch or something. It's not, you know, the greatest time of someone's life. Does anyone know what's happened to him at all? I don't know. I saw him like six months later looking bad. That's what someone else said. They saw him on like the corner like down disheveled. by the whiskey, just yeah. looking like all hell. Just standing. That's where I used to live, right by there. I saw him, the only time I ever saw him away from the comedy store, I was doing laundry in Manhattan Beach. Yeah. And they were doing, uh, they had the Stanley Cup at a Play It Again Sports next door. Yeah. And Harris Pete was down there so he could get his picture taken with the Stanley with the cup. cup. I saw him, I was like, oh, hey, Harris. Didn't say a word to him. Just looked at me like. <laughs> I introduced myself. The first time I went downstairs, because I started here in the phone room, and I decided to go, it was like after four or five months. Not on Sunday when it was open mic, but like during the week, I was like, let me go downstairs and check out the show. I was just scared. I don't know why. Yeah. It's and a I saw, place. who's that Indian with the long hair? Charlie Hill? No, no. Way younger. Jackson Purdue? Jackson Purdue. Yeah. Is he so, Indian? Something. I just, I recognize the mullet from the headshots, but. Yeah. He must be Indian. Yeah. I don't know what he is, actually. He seems Indian. It. Yeah, his headshot, he looks kind of like Steve Byrne with like an 80s like, <laughs> street fighting mullet. Those are like Southern Asians throw me off. Yeah. It's all- um, but uh, yeah, I went downstairs and I was like, oh, hey, uh, I talked to you on the phone. I'm, I'm Ari Shafir. And I went out and shook his hand. And then I saw Harris standing next to him. I was like, hey, how are you? I'm Ari. And he just looks at my hand and just goes, so? And I was like, oh, that really hurts, man. <laughs> it's, that's devastatingly uh, horrible for no reason at all. Yeah. The only nice thing he ever said to me was I, I stopped traffic so that Mitzi could get out of the parking lot. Yeah. Not because I, you know, in any way thought I got to show a ton of respect to this lady, but just my we're job right there. got a lot easier Once if I got gone. this lady out of there. <laughs> yeah. So I just stopped it. She got out of walked up. Only smartest thing you've ever done. And then just walked away. Only smartest thing you've ever done? Yeah. Because, like, now you're in? She didn't even notice it. She didn't have any idea. She didn't what's even going notice. On. Yeah, yeah. She thought she was going to Sid Caesar's party. <laughs> um. So uh, here's what I want to talk to you about that that all the junk that's happened to you. The good times, your, di- the your diabetes, <laughs> my beaties. Yeah. Um, how long? Wilford you- Brimley's disease. Is that what he has? Is that what his thing is? Yeah. I mean, what does he? What does he, he hawk at night? Prudential. That's Liberty Mutual. Liberty Mutual. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, checks his blood sugar with it, and he checks it often, from what I've learned on the commercials. Really? Mm-hmm. Who was he on? Get a Life with Corky? No, no. He was on, uh, and I, I think Get a Life was the Chris oh, yeah, Elliott show. Yeah. I believe Life Goes On was the Corky <laughs> yeah, show. And uh, He was not the f- grandfather in that? No, he was on Our House oh. with Shannon Doherty. Our House? Yeah, it was, uh, it was pre- a pre-902 Shannon Doherty project. Wow, how long did that last? A couple seasons, I'm thinking. Really? And that's the only way I know him? He must have been like a movie actor back then. Uh, yeah, he also did a lot of Walker, Texas Rangers. 
and uh, yeah. and then Quaker Oatmeal commercials. I bet he's one of those guys that like his IMDb is super fucking long. Does this thing connect to the internet? I don't know. I I, I know his most famous role is probably on uh, Cocoon. Oh, he was one of the oldies on Cocoon. Yeah, his mustache was one of the stars of that. The gem of eighty cinema. Wilfred Brimley. Uh, yeah, Wilfred, I think Wilfred's got type two diabetes. To be honest, he's got fatty sugar bottoms disease. I've got type <laughs> one, so like mine's the legitimate disease. So like, okay, so for the for the longest time, what was happening to you? Your just your um your your stomach hurt. Yeah, I was just I I was sick all the time, and uh, I would just get nauseous and just like randomly for no reason. It seemed like I would just get really sick for weeks on end. And uh, I just throw up a lot, and I had to shower and, all the wait, time. Wait, when did this start? How long ago? Uh, well, I started when I was like twenty-three or something. Oh, that a couple was, years it was after always like LA. that. It, it was it was a good seven years of pretty bad stomach issues. Okay, and uh, you know, I mean, I was a young comic in my twenties, so I just dealt with it, and you know, just threw up a bunch. That's and, and that's when like you have to stop eating spicy foods, or no? Yeah, I I went to a gastrointestinologist, yeah. and uh, this guy ran a bunch of tests and just generally seemed... See, I should have known because he's Greek. He was a Greek doctor. <laughs> yeah, and that's your first I, mistake. Yeah, that's a dead giveaway. You get the Greek doctor. You know, if I'm looking for a guy to give me directions to a great... Uh, bathhouse, something a place Travolta would love. Yeah. You go to a Greek guy, but I made the mistake of going to a doctor who was Greek, and uh, he he told me I had intestinal migraines and severe acid reflux. And this after how long of having that stuff? Uh, a couple years. A few years. Yeah, a few years. And you would just take it and what barf blood? Is that what you said? No, I just I just would like throw up like anything. Like if I ate something. I would just throw it up, and it would like come in like waves, like for a couple of weeks straight. You would be throwing up what every meal, almost, yeah. And then sometimes it, what you wouldn't throw up at all. And then for you know a week or a couple of days, I'd be fine. And sometimes it's just like random, like I would eat lunch and I'd be fine, and then I'd eat dinner, and about ten minutes after I would eat, I would feel it kind of come on, and really, I essentially would like as soon as my mouth started salivating. I would just get sick. And like the only thing I could do to not throw up was just get in like a scalding hot bath. Really? Or like a scalding hot shower. Why? That stopped it? And that, yeah. And like I, my, I could watch my stomach actually spasm. Like inside, like Look, looking like down. Glorgal, at, glorgal, yeah. Like, a, like alien? Yeah, it looked like an alien heartbeat type of thing. <laughs> and uh, then I'd get in the... And you went years of that and then like maybe I'd see a doctor... Yeah, I went a couple of years. And Did then, you ask anybody else, like, hey, do you get a stomach ripple ever? <laughs> no, I just, you know, like, my roommates at the time were just kind of like, this is, this is pretty messed up, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have health insurance, and, you know, you just, when you don't, you just live with it. And uh, so then uh, what happened was my mom came out to visit, and on, like, the third day of her visit, I just got an episode. Like, we ate at California Pizza Kitchen, and then... We went home and about halfway down the block after we parked the car, like mid conversation, I just projectile vomited. Pizza. <laughs> you mom? Yeah, like about four meters from where Thanks I was. Thanks for standing. CPK, mom. So she projectile vomited. Oh yeah, like how far? Uh, you know, seven to ten feet. Like probably. it shot out of your mouth. Yeah, like 
I was talking and it just <laughs> literally shot out like a fire hose. Like mid-sentence? Yeah. <laughs> just like exorcist style. Yeah. And uh, my mom then very concerned. Cause, uh, my roommate was like, yeah, this happens pretty regularly. And she's like, what? Yeah, she had no idea. So then she said, you know, I'll pay, you know, pay for you to go to a doctor. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Like, I'm going to cure this. Let's do this. Uh, so then I went to the doctor, and that's where, that's where I learned a valuable rule. And that's uh, every profession, there's people who are really good at what they do, and then most people are okay at what they do. And then there's you know a good percentage of people who are just horrible at what they do. Yeah. And that's no different for doctors yeah. than it is it's any weird. other profession. Like, yeah, I had that with, with, with a psychologist, where it's like, yeah. oh, I get it. Oh, you're just a bad... Yeah. Yeah, because if someone's better than average, that means someone else is going to be worse than average. Yeah, and the guy that barely passes medical school, just barely by like a point of a percentage, is still called doctor. Right. So if he graduates, he's still a doctor. Yeah, if he stops caring. Doesn't matter. If I've had people, we know, with people like who had managers, just their heart stops being into it, and they're just a worse manager all of a sudden. Right. There must be like that shit with them, too. Yeah, they just stop caring. It's all about money at some point for some yeah. of them. And, uh so this guy, this Greek, this this, this fucking filthy, Greek. slimy Greek, yeah, <laughs> uh, diagnosed me with this intestinal migraines. So I go home and you know check Doctor Google, see what he has to say about this. Yeah, and like half the stuff I find is like this is not even a real disease. Intestinal migraines. Doctors, yeah, doctors question whether this exists. And that's what he's prescribing. That's what he's diagnosing. That's what he told me I had. And he gave me a prescription for Nexium, which is like an acid inhibitor. So it like blocks your stomach mm. from producing stomach acid. I remember that when you was like, no, I have, st- I have stomach acid. I can't. That's yeah. when you stopped eating spicy food. So I foods. couldn't eat spicy food and I had to stop smoking? drinking alcohol. And, uh, was smoking off no, the list? Uh, it was just booze. What, was it? Yeah. It was just, the only things I was limited on was he just told me to not drink hard alcohol. Okay. And to not eat spicy foods or fried foods. Okay. Like I couldn't eat French fries and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, that wouldn't be the worst. So then, yeah, it was okay. But then, like, I, I'd take these pills and then it would just make me insomniac and I would sweat, like, just terribly. Like, I'd wake up just sweating from this medication. <laughs> and then on top of it, I still would just throw up all the time. It wouldn't salt. It wouldn't didn't cure the. No, no. But it just there was a lot less acid in my stomach, so it was like oh, I, I just threw up chunkier throw up because it, it wouldn't break down as much. Because you're not because of the stomach uh, yeah. medication. So then, uh, <laughs> like full chunks of broccoli and stuff. Oh yeah, just well, I, you know, I wasn't eating broccoli because I ate like a savage back then. But like yeah, I'll just cut spicy food out, but I can have the rest of the yeah. chili. Yeah, it just means instead of no, Del like Fuego fries. sauce, you use mild <laughs> sauce on your Del Taco. Yeah. Um, so then that went on for a couple of years, and eventually I stopped taking uh, Nexium. Cause Why is not being able to point. eat spicy food anymore? Why is that something that happens to old people? They get heartburn. You can't process spicy food like you were once yeah. able to, and now you're not? Yeah, I, don't, I think it's just like... Uh, God's an asshole. Yeah. That's Sometimes I'm like, good. why would you make that? That that's a thing you have to break down too. At the same time, I don't think old people can taste anything. So, oh yeah, good point. You, you might as well take it away from them at that point. Eat your gruel, Just Horace. Take your, take your gray stuff and enjoy it, old people. Be Wolf happy we bird. give you oxygen still. Uh, um, he was in the Waltons too, Wilford Brimley. Oh okay, 
That's a nice addition. I never watched the Waltons. Was I, I was us. much more into. I had a much more demented childhood than the Waltons. Oh yeah, it was still on like repeats when I was grow- growing up. When you were growing up, it probably was already done by then. Yeah. Did you still I, get Leave It to Beaver? I mean, I saw Leave It to Beaver because my dad was a huge fan, but we we weren't into it. I remember like, they just played that nonstop because they got them for cheap. Yeah. So they were just playing like five, five thirty, like all the time. See, I grew up like the and the other black and white one. I remember. Uh, oh, the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Yeah, see, we didn't watch those because we had, uh, when I was growing up, I was born in 81, so like early 90s I had, they were showing us repeats of 80s sitcoms by then. So uh, instead nice. of watching Andy Griffith's show, I was watching the Mr. Margaret Belvedere. Cho, show. Oh, Mr. Belvedere, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, no. American Girl. Which I remember American Girl? That was the Margaret Cho show, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching that on when it was on primetime and. You're like, just why are they calling myself, American like, girl? That clear, she's clearly not. Obviously, she is not the American girl I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking of something more round in the <laughs> eye. Oh, yeah, you're not dotting the eyes with that one. Um. So anyway, okay, so yeah. Oh, so anyway, I finally got. Uh, so he said you had this problem. Yeah, and uh, and how long did you go with that? Still barfing. It went on for another like four years or something like that, and uh, then beginning of last year, I started losing a bunch of weight. Yeah, and on top of all the stomach issues, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't notice that stuff. I hadn't weighed myself in ever, so yeah, I didn't think about it. But people started. You're always a thin guy. Yeah, I've always been thin, and uh, people. If it hadn't been for the comedy store, I wouldn't have really thought much of it, but. People here are fucking brutal. They'll just say it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it took a couple months of me losing weight, and people were like, dude, are you dying? Yeah. You look like you're dying. You got cancer or something? I, like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I started... Like, They'll just Man. say things here. Oh, yeah. Just positive. Yeah. And then I started like, whoa, you know, my... I was... Uh, like, like, all my genes were suddenly huge. Like you, could, you could feel the actual weight. Yeah, like I'd lost, like, two inches on my waist, which is frightening. Yeah. And... uh then I started, I was thirsty all the time. I had to pee all the time. You were thirsty all the time? Yeah, I drank like a gallon and a half to two gallons of water every because day. Because of the acid medication? No, this was because of, because uh, my, the diabetes had finally kicked in like 100%. So, okay, but you still didn't know what it was. Still didn't know what it was. But for like uh, a month, uh, so for how- a month I started losing weight and yeah. I didn't notice. And then the second month, while I was still losing weight, I started having to... So you lost it because it, it now fully metastasized or whatever Yeah, my is. pancreas had stopped working at this point. Okay. It was producing no more insulin whatsoever. And before this, it was barely producing insulin? Yeah, it was producing a little bit, but not enough to function fully. Okay. Um, so it, it had ceased to work, and then what happens is if your body doesn't have insulin to... Uh, take your carbohydrates and the sugars and stuff. Yeah. It needs insulin to work into the cell. Otherwise, it's completely pointless. and It just stays in your blood. And without it, you can't repair any of your cells, stuff like that. That's why people like lose feet and stuff. Lose feet. Yeah, because they don't have the insulin getting to their feet to repair the damaged cells. Or like if you get yeah. a cut on your foot and it gets infected, they might have to cut your foot off because if you don't take care of yourself. But right. So your body starts... Uh, since it can't get the energy it needs from the insulin and the sugars, it starts 
taking the sugars out of your fat cells. Oh, whoa. So my body was just eating itself from the inside. To try How much and, weight did you lose? You- I, I went from like 155 pounds to like I weighed 119. One, how That's tall are you? I'm six foot. You're six feet tall? Yeah. You weighed 155 at six feet tall? Yeah. I guess that's not terrible. I, yeah, I weigh like 160 right terrible. now. 160? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess not. I guess I'm, I should be like 175. Yeah. But you're just, you're thin. You're I'm very thin, side. yeah. 119. Yeah, I got what? I dated girls bigger than that. Yeah, I as well. By that point, I was losing like five pounds a day. And, uh. Wow. So then what happened was I, I, I finally, I had health insurance at that point, and yeah. so I set up an appointment at the SAG clinic, Yeah. and I went down, I called, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sick. They're like, oh, well, you can meet with this doctor today. And everyone had told me, you know, it's going to... You're like, first to, question, is he Greek? Because that's all I'm looking for right now. I need to know, and they said, no, his name is, uh, his last name is Rose, so I figured, good to go. It's yeah. not Greek. Yeah. It's not a Greek name. It's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a, um, a cat's. But it'll do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so went to the doctor. He uh, he talked to me about you know what was going through, losing weight and stuff, and um, and then he had the nurse uh, check my blood sugar, and she like pricked my finger and like looked at it, and then just gave this weird look, and then left. She didn't say anything else to me. <laughs> the is a girl doctor. This is a, this is a lady nurse. Okay, she tested you. Yeah. So then. Uh, doctor came back in and then he was like all right i'm gonna test this on one of your other fingers and pricked one of my the doctor came in yeah did it himself yeah did it himself he was like no other hand yeah and then he was like all right um he's like well i think you have diabetes (laughs) right there yeah and i was like really and he was like you know do you have a history in the family and i said no not that i know of and um he said all right well you got a uh do a 12-hour fast, and we'll do this blood work tomorrow, and then that'll you know that'll tell us whether or not you really have this. Yeah. Like, okay. So he told me to eat a, a good dinner and then fast for 12 hours. Okay. So I went home, just kind of like thinking about like I don't know anything about diabetics at this point. So like to me, it just means like don't eat sugar. So I'm thinking you know don't. Don't go home and eat a bunch of sweet tarts and drink a bunch of Mountain Dew or something. Okay. Uh, so I go home, and for dinner, I made myself a bunch of pasta, thinking that's healthy-ish. <laughs> not, Pasta's not, yeah. Not thinking about... Fa- Any fried chicken. That, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, at this point, I, I was unaware of what carbs were, I guess, in terms of how it affects diabetics. Yeah. I just figured it was sugars. And, um, yeah, so I... I Ate a big plate of pasta, and then that essentially sent me into diabetic shock. And uh, wait, because because my my blood sugar was already so high, and, and I, I and had you, no insulin. And you hadn't eaten pasta before since your stuff shut down. Well, I had, but it was just like I, I would get I would get randomly oh, ill. Intercom, hold on one second. Yeah. Okay, so so then this guy, so okay, so it, it just sent you into complete shock. Yeah, and that. But you hadn't even fasted yet. You no. just ate a big meal. Yeah, well, th- I, I pretty much uh, convulsed my way through my twelve hours of fasting. I <laughs> uh, spent the, almost the entire time in the shower. Like, really? Get, like with I'd, the hot, with the scalding hot water. Yeah, I'd get out for like five ten minutes at a time, and then I'd start getting sick again. So I 
get back in. And um, when I was in college, I took a. I remember taking a shower and then shaved, and I would get like real like red. I don't know if you ever get red in the neck and stuff after you shave, especially early on. Yeah, where your skin toughens up a little bit. Right. But like, uh, so it was all red. And my mom was like, "Did you just, did you just do that to yourself?" And I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "From what?" I'm like, "It just, it's like burn. It's like." And she was like, "You can't take showers that are that hot, Ari. That's really bad for your skin." And I was like, "It's not from the shower, mom. I'm 20." Do you think I burn myself in the shower every time? You're into pain. You've yeah. always been into burning yourself. It's just somebody stopped playing basketball because I got injured. Now you've got this large beard to cover up all the scars you've given yourself. That's right. I can cut myself in the side of the beard. You burn it. None the wiser. Burn the beard like the back of Johnny Zapp's head. <laughs> That's right. So, okay, so you convulsed all the way through the evening. Yeah, so the, finally my, my What girl, happened to Johnny Zapp? I haven't seen him lately. He's downstairs being annoying earlier, Ugh. so he's here. Why? That's another one. It's like, why are they around? I was talking to Barris about this. There's a bunch of people who are here that it's like, why are you here? You're not a comic. You're not an audience member. You're just like, why are you here? Johnny Zapp has been annoying comedians for three decades here. I remember Oshak wanted to name his comedy CD, Four Regular People and Johnny Zapp. That's who he used to play in front of. Yeah. Zap, oh, uh, and he'd laugh overly loud for the people he, he liked. He always does it. I, I listened to the audio recording of the night that Dave Chappelle came back from Africa, uh-huh. and you just hear Johnny Zap yelling and laughing through the whole laughing like hour. extra hard, like look at me, I'm yeah. laughing. Chappelle ends up talking about him for like ten minutes, like who really? the hell is that old guy? Why is no one kicking him out of here? What recording of that? What do you? They just recorded that he showed up. He went from the airport to the improv, did fifteen minutes, and then came to the comedy store. Wow, and then. Jeff recorded it, and Richie Taylor had a copy of the recording. Sweet Richie Taylor. Sweet Richie T. Um, uh, okay, so, all right, so go on. Um, all right, so. Who else? There's been a bunch of people, sorry to interrupt you over the years, that have been like, why are you here? Party Pete? Uh, Dean Fifteeners. The Dean Fifteeners, yeah. The Dean Fifteen. Big Rod, things like that, Laney. Yeah. It's like, you just annoy everyone who come to hang out here, and I try not to be like, there's no, I, I try not to see levels of comedy. Like, as long as you're doing comedy, like, we're all in the same boat right. on one level, you know, on some degree. I, I don't agree, but yeah. Okay, but you can sort of yeah, see yeah, at my point in certain Yeah, lights. absolutely. Um, so it's like, as long as you're doing that, even if you're annoying, it's like, at least you're supposed to be here. Right. Because there are also some, like, stars that are annoying. Absolutely. You know, and then it's like, but at least, like, they have a reason that, that lock in they here. They perform. Right. But those people. The worst. And then it's like no one ever tells them, like, beat it. Mickey, beat it. You're drunk again and heckling the show again. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. It's a lack of leadership, I think. Yeah. Okay, sorry to keep... No, it's all right. Um, so I, I I convince my girlfriend that uh, I'm okay and I just need to go do this blood work. Yeah. Because I... I Still, I'm unaware that the stomach stuff is connected to the diabetes. I just think I'm having my usual stomach stuff on top of the losing weight because of these diabetes, allegedly. You said that again? You thought what? So I, I thought I was just having a, like one of my normal stomach episodes uh, on top of the fact that I had the diabetes. In the, oh, right. Like, no one had explained to me that, that there was connected? a connection. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're like, great, now this too? Yeah, so I'm just like, oh. And what what, what did you th- when he said you might have diabetes, what was going through your head? Just, you know, I'm not fat. Yeah, How you're, does not, this fat, you're not a kid. Yeah. Childhood diabetes or fat diabetes? Yeah, juvenile or fucking fatty sugar bottoms. Those that's the, the two. only two types. Yeah, as far as I and knew. And you got it at 23-ish? I got it at 
yeah, I started getting it in my early mid twenties, and I got diagnosed two days after my thirtieth birthday with childhood diabetes. Yeah, juvenile diabetes. Yeah, type one, and uh, technically f- became full onset like uh, February of last year for whatever reason. There was still like a little bit left of was making something. Yeah, that's that's when it, essentially when the the drinking water and the having to pee all the time started was like is that a normal part of diabetes yeah that's that's like the sure sign of you're thirsty all the time yeah and you pee i'm not kidding i was drinking two gallons of water almost every day and were you peeing that out oh yeah okay and that night i'd wake up every 20 minutes to have to go pee oh uh ren is easy and i drove to la jolla right in the middle of it like when it was really at its worst and i Uh had to stop twice on the way to san diego so that i could get out and pee (laughs) <laughs> and then that night, two hour drive. I ate a bunch of pizza and then got sick as hell. <laughs> so your uh, body is like, "What are you doing? Stop yeah. it already!" So then I, I go into the, the SAG Health Clinic, and yeah. uh, I don't have an appointment with a doctor. I just have an appointment with the blood specialist. Oh yeah, yeah, I gotta get that. So I go in, I get my blood drawn, yeah. and you know I'm trying to talk to the little foreign dude. They got taking blood there, and this guy's no help. Uh, he's like Filipino or something, just very smiley, but no information. Yeah. Tells me I'll get my results back in seven to ten days. I'm like, wow, that's a really long time. Find out if I'm diabetic or not. Yeah. Uh, Why? Is this because of backlog or what? Uh, they have to send it out somewhere. The, the SAG Health Clinic is about as prepared for health emergencies as the comedy store is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they, they just right. have they're no just, idea. They're just like, come in, we'll diagnose you for something. But like, yeah. in the way, there's no like, bloodshot. Yeah, they're Gunshot, not helping whatever. anything. So then I uh, I went home and I was really sick a bunch more. And for how long? Uh, for another twelve hours or so. Just still sick. It's now been like twenty four straight hours of me just like shaking and. So it was fast. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, pasta mm-hmm. convulse bar mm-hmm. fast for twelve hours of convulsing and barking yep. testing then. Then eating something? No, no, unable to eat anything. Then just more throwing up. Were you hungry when you weren't eating? No, because essentially, like my stomach would almost be spasming, and what I, I would like drink a sip of water yeah. and immediately throw up the water. Wow! Like it was immediate. So like if I sometimes I'd be dry heaving so much from there being nothing inside my stomach, I would just drink a big thing of water so that I'd have something to throw up. And oh. I, I was taking medication so. That, there's like no stomach acid either. You were still taking the acid medication? Uh, I guess at this point I wasn't. Because you knew you didn't have stomach acid. Yeah, it wasn't doing anything. Oh, for a while you thought, I've, I've, I've both. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, at this point I'm having trouble breathing, and uh, my girlfriend convinces me we got to go back to the doctor's office. Because I don't know how the health insurance works. And she's like, we need to go to the emergency room. I'm like, I don't think my insurance covers that. She's like, it's pretty much the that's one it. thing all insurance covers. That's what you need. Yeah. It's like, like, well, I don't know. So we go to the health. I love how all such children, you're like, oh, no one taught yeah, me. No uh, one taught me how to do these my things. My parents never told me what I you do know, in this car insurance, situation this of getting diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just didn't know. And uh, I went back to the SAG clinic and I saw a different doctor. Just yeah. like the lady 
I walked in. I'm like, I need to see a doctor now. And the lady was like, okay. And she, she read she it. Could she could tell, like, yeah. Yes. Oh, so the doctor came in, and he tested my blood sugar. And then I was like, yeah, they told me I think I'm diabetic yesterday. And then they gave me these tests, and they said it's going to be seven days. And then the guy tested my blood sugar again, and was like, yeah, you need to go to the emergency room right now. And I was just like, oh, all right. I mean, I don't think my insurance is going to cover that. He's like, <laughs> you're insane, and it doesn't matter if you don't go now, you're going to die. Right. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. God, I love how it's become that, that's down to that, like, we're like, I don't think I can afford this. And you're putting yourself in more danger. Yeah. If not for him, he's like, no, no, fuck you. You have to go. Yeah. He, he was literally, he won. He wouldn't touch me or help me in any way. He wouldn't give me an IV or anything because mm-hmm. I was in such a bad shape. He didn't want to be responsible for anything involved. It was really? all going to be on the other doctor the day before who didn't oh, immediately wow. treat me. Like, I'm not jumping into this mess. Yeah, he was just like, go to the emergency room. <laughs> and so like, I'm like, all right, whatever. Luckily, the emergency room was like a half a mile away. Where's the emergency in, room? In Burbank. Somewhere. Okay. It, it's near the SAG Clinic in Burbank. Where's the SAG Clinic? Toluca Lake? Yeah. Okay. So I... Corinne drives me to the emergency room and I get there and it's like the opposite of the stereotype. It's like desolate. There's no one in the way. Fucking Burbank, man. It's the nicest place in the world. There's like two Hispanic kids playing with the vending machine and then everything else just empty. Yeah. And like I walked in and the doctor had called ahead and they, there's no paperwork or anything. They're just like, you need to go in now. And then I just was fading in and out of consciousness at that point. And, uh, I'd been up for like two days straight and, I lost so much weight. I was so weak. I could barely walk. And uh, they started treating me insulin, like, right there. And I spent the next five days in the ICU. Or I spent three days in the ICU and then two more days in just the regular hospital. What? And uh, Wait. Say that again? You did what? I spent three days in the, at the, at the intensive care unit. Yeah. They just wouldn't let you go? Yeah. There's What did they put in you? They're giving me insulin well, my blood sugar was 530 when i got to the emergency room What's normal uh normal blood sugar is like 80 to 140 and you're at 530 yeah like once you're 150 or above you're you're diabetic and like you know most people who have uh like type 2 their blood sugars will like when it's really bad it'll be like what does that mean blood sugar it's it's the amount of the amount of sugar in your blood essentially you need sugars whether it's a simple sugar, like, you know, from a Skittle, yeah. or a complex sugar. A sugar is just a carbohydrate. Right. It's, it's the same thing. So, like, if you eat pasta, they're just complex carbohydrates. Right. So, it's harder to break down. And so, since you're... It's since all you, energy. Since your body can't break it down because it's diabetic, then the, bl- the blood sugar, the blood percentage of sugar in your blood goes way up. It goes way up. Okay, because if you would break it down, it would chomp it down to no- almost yeah. nothing. Okay, I get it. And, like, my blood sugar was so high, and it had been so high for so long, there's a thing called the uh, hemoglobin A1C, and it's a average of your blood sugar over three months. Yeah. And, like, the chart they showed me was, like, it, a normal person's is uh, six or below. Okay. And a normal diabetic... Under treatment, he's like giving himself insulin. He's yeah. usually seven or below. Mine was fifteen, and the charts they had only went up to thirteen and a half. <laughs> so the doctor's like, I've seen one person who's who's top the charts. Yeah, who was that one person? Leah Coca. So he, <laughs> that was Wilfred Brimley's glory moment. 
Um, so yeah, so then the doctor, you know, I'm telling him about my stomach problem too, my endocrinologist that I met at the hospital, and he's like, oh yeah, that's ketoacidosis from... What? From diabetes. Ketoacidosis? Yeah, ketoacidosis. Okay. And essentially what happened was my... Jesus. My pancreas stopped producing insulin. Part of the pancreas is called the islets of Langerhans, and that's the part of your pancreas that produces the insulin. It's really called that? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I know. It sounds like a castle from Harry Potter or something. And we went forth to the islets of Langerhans. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah. There you'll find. <laughs> and that is where true magic lies in the dark forest. Yeah, they never said, like, uh, get the scroll at the islets of Langerham. We go yeah. to the islets of Langerham. There you will find a man who will guide you. Yeah. It's a part of the pancreas, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so once it stopped producing a full amount of insulin... Uh, my body started, like, just naturally switched on, started producing extra acid to try and... Combat the super high. To try and... Well, just was trying to essentially burn out all the carbs. Okay. So that I wouldn't absorb carbs. And what did that do to you? So it just produ- started producing severe acid. Which so was that was eat- what was causing the acid reflux, which was causing all of my stomach issues. Yeah, for a while you thought you had an ulcer. Yeah. So, wow. essentially, my body was trying to save itself from absorbing too much carbs by, by doing acid. that. It was killing you. And then my retard Greek doctor was giving me acid inhibitors, which was preventing my body from producing acid at all, which was essentially killing myself from diabetes. The only thing you needed that could help you was acid. And he's like, Correct. let's block that shit. Let's stop that. That sounds like Nazi experiments. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So then... Uh, so then... Uh, yeah, I haven't been sick since I started taking Wait, insulin. Wait, okay. Are, are, you, are you at all thinking of suing that doctor? Which one? The Greek. I don't know. I, I, his office isn't even open anymore. Like, when I tried to get my medical records from him for my endocrinologist, uh, they're like, yeah, the office is closed. And unless you had filed for, you know, your records or whatever it was, they were probably destroyed when huh. the office closed. Really? So I was like, all right. I, I didn't look into that. it too much. I mean, like, the thing is, like, I've talked to other doctors since then, and, like, they all say the same thing. And it's like, if it's not your specialty, it's not your specialty. So, like, this guy specializes in, like you said, ulcers and things like that. I mean, it seems like he should know, you know, the ketoacidosis, stomach problems are related to diabetes. But at the same time, I'm not, you know. He's just not the best doctor. And also, you don't really think of, like, a 22-year-old, 23-year-old with A 23-year-old who's skinny. Yeah. Doesn't seem like he's going to have diabetes, so. And white. Yeah. It's a big black thing, right? Diabetes? Yeah, it's uh, type 2 diabetes yeah. is most prominent in African Americans and Native Americans. Really? Native Americans, especially. And Really? Type, yeah. And type 1 I see diabetes. Black people being fat, but Native Americans don't seem fat to my, to my racist memory. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's just uh, something having to do with the, their ability to break down sugars and whatever it is yeah and then type 1 diabetics is most prominent in people of scandinavian blood so my dad's from swedish heritage so i guess that's probably where i get it jesus christ so yeah okay so then you have it so now you feel better yeah i i have to i have to do four shots a day so what what does that mean four shots i have to give myself four injections in my stomach of insulin and yours what 
in my stomach. In your stomach, yeah. And uh, like one before each meal and one before bed. I have two types of insulin. I take a fast-acting insulin before every meal I eat. That c- cancels out? Cancels out the carbohydrates. The lack of insulin you have. It just it gives yeah. you the insulin you need right then for digesting that food. Whatever I'm eating, yeah. And, and you have to eat a certain amount of times a day? Yeah, I have to eat three times a day, and I have to measure out all my food uh, so that I know how much insulin makes sure it matches up. I eat essentially 60-carb meals. So wait, if you have zero-carb meals, and what happens to your insulin, what does that do to you? You have um, excess insulin. Well, because I have to take a, a long-lasting insulin at night, yeah. which uh, just kind of overall regulates my insulin in my blood for a 24-hour period. Okay. And so if I eat zero carbs, then I don't get any carbs. And my blood sugar will drop low, and I'll get hypoglycemic. So my blood sugar would drop to like fifty, and then I would oh. I would get shaky hypoglycemia. and weak. And okay. Yeah. So, uh, like, I have to eat some carbs, otherwise uh, I'll, I'll bottom out. Okay. Because like a normal person's body just produces it on point. The right amount. Yeah. So like, if you don't eat anything, your body just doesn't produce any insulin. Because it only produces it in in reaction to what your body put to in. what your body eats. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so you shoot yourself in the stomach. Yep. And what's it done to your stomach? Um, nothing. I have track marks on either side of my belly button. Start, I thought you said it was starting to like, uh, like, um, it gets a little tougher, I guess, like scar tissue yeah. underneath the skin. Cause you're constantly jabbing at it. Yeah. Just from, you know, having look to do that so many injections. Yeah. It's not too bad. You can't really even see that. It's like that. If you look in the light, you can see it's, let me see. Oh, you got a little belly now. Finally. Barely. Yeah. I have to. The black thing? Oh, it's lint. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I can't even really see it. Where are they? Oh, there's a dot. bunch of them little ones there. Yeah. Oh, that just so. looks like warts. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, and I have to inject it into fat cells. So, like, when they told me, they're like, you know, you have to maintain somewhat of a, a belly. And I'm like, well, I've never been able to gain weight before yeah. oh well you will now that your body can process food <laughs> so you'll it'll say it says you will gain like a regular amount yeah, of weight and, and that's another reason why i have to i guess maintain like a healthy diet just so i don't and what happens if you only eat one meal a day or two meals a day i just will get my blood sugar will drop really low i just have to eat like i have to snack at all times and if you eat too much carbohydrates um well if i eat too much carbohydrates then my blood sugar will go high again, and I mean I can. And then the insulin won't won't. I, I, I could do it, and I could give myself more insulin. Yeah. But at a certain point, it's it doesn't work out evenly. Like, if I eat an enormous meal with like two hundred carbs. Yeah. And so you know that's almost four times what I usually would eat carb wise. Yeah. If I gave myself four times the amount of insulin, time wise, it's not going to work out. So oh. I'm gonna peak. I'm going to have spikes still where. Like it's going to be really low at the beginning from all the insulin, and then the it's going to wear spike off high so, later because they don't wear off in the same right. amount of time. Oh wow, Jesus! So it has to you have to try and even it all out. So are you eating just because you have to, or are you still enjoying food? <laughs> well, like, I, I because I'd get sick all the time. I I didn't enjoy food. Like eating was a chore for for years, seven years. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Like when people be like, "You want to get food?" I'd be like, yeah, "I'd rather not." I <laughs> just Mountain Dew my way through it. But, um, yeah, now it's just, you know, I do enjoy my meals more because I don't get sick. Yeah. So, like, I know when I eat, I'm not going to have to worry about throwing it up. 
So it's kind of like, oh, this is actually nice. Yeah. It's like uh, the story of the man who said to his rabbi, Rabbi, I have no room in my home. His rabbi said, well, why don't you bring all the chickens into your house? And he was like, why, rabbi? In Poland somewhere or something. And he said, just do it. And he did it. And then he went back like two days later. He's like, rabbi, that's no, that doesn't help at all. He goes, bring the goats in now. And he's like, you're crazy. He's like, just do it. Okay, fine. So he brings the goats in. No help. And then the rabbi tells him to bring the cows inside. So he brings all his cows inside, and then he goes somewhere. He's like, Rabbi, there's, there's no room at all now. He goes, okay, let them all outside again. And then he was like, oh, there's so much room in here. Yep. <laughs> it's similar, only with less rabbis. Yeah. I don't but know I know what you're saying. It's, you know. That guy's house probably would have been destroyed by all those animals in there. He would have like, Rabbi, I get the lesson, but my all these vases are broken. There's chicken shit there's everywhere. There's chicken shit, yeah. Uh, Goats eat everything. I mean, this is a classic example of why you can't listen to religious figures. No, they just make shit up. Yeah, and to prove points, they end up r- ruining most of your property. I was talking to Duncan about it, and he said in every one of his like, Buddhist um, stories that he hears, it's always like some king is on the road wandering, and he meets this guy, and it's always a king. Some king. I was like, why are they kings always all wandering the time? kings? He's like, I don't know, maybe it makes it seem more important. I'm like, who are these kings? Which kings? You yeah. have records of kings. Of what land? Yeah. Goes, nah, just some king. Just a king. Of a different realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Star Wars land. So now, wow. So, okay, so you just shoot yourself and, uh, fuck. Do you ever forget? Do you have no. to keep it on ice or anything? No. Um, I have like these little preloaded insulin pens. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I have a you know a good stash of them just in case all hell breaks loose yeah. and uh, the apocalypse happens. So you have like a bunch. I, I have a good you know I, I I could survive for a good six months before I oh, would be nice. ravaged by okay. a slow, painful diabetic what? death. <laughs> what happens if you go on the road and you forget them? Uh, I would have to. I'd have to get. You couldn't make it through four or five days. No. No, I mean, like, when I fly, I, I have to take them with me on the my flight. carry-on, just in case, because if, if my luggage gets lost, I'd be screwed. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I was always worried, like, you know, I got my my needles and stuff, like, I always tell them at the thing, like, oh, I have needles and stuff for diabetic, though, I was like, I'd be like, who cares? Because <laughs> they know it already? Yeah, but I figured, like, um, you know, a scenario where I'm on a flight. Yeah. An Islamaniac, as I like to call him, is on board. Yeah, a terrorist, Islamaniac. Yeah, it's a a follower of Islam, an Islamaniac. Yeah. So an Islamaniac is getting ready to take this thing down. What's the theme song for Animaniacs? (laughs) I feel like it should be something along that. Good question. Well. I'm going to find it. Yeah. um, So they're trying to take the flight over. Boom. I've got a secret weapon right in my carry-on bag. Oh. I load up one of the needles of the fast-acting insulin. Yeah. Jab this thing right in the guy. Doesn't really matter where. Just somewhere. Load load him up with like you know a good thirty units of insulin, and he'll go hypoglycemic and pass out within a few minutes. How long? It'd probably take five ten minutes. So he might kill you, but he's like "Eh, whatever. And then like after a few minutes, like oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna go sweating. Oh yeah, and then he's gonna drop. And that's pretty much when I save the day. And I prevent him from killing me by telling him that I have the anecdote in, All the, along. in the other pen. <laughs> oh, nice. But that one's just a long-lasting. Um, 
And then he'll know which one's which. And then when he shoots himself up with that one, it doesn't do anything, and he still just passes out. Is this the Islamaniacs? It's like this, but with a lot more references to, you know, Allah or whatever. Oh, yeah, I can see that. To really worship worship Allah in all his ways. Exactly. (laughs) How do you feel about Arabs? You're not a fan, right? Not a tremendous fan in any way. You're not a fan of a lot of things. (laughs) I find... Any group of people yeah. has too many people. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people is the key there, but, you know, a lot of the Middle Eastern, they have, they have their They have way going. too many people? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, that sucks. That fucking sucks. Yeah. But I guess it, the way, it, seriously, the way they was told, it was like, okay, it's better than fucking barfing all the time and... Yeah, I mean, if someone would have told me, hey, you got to do these shots and you won't throw up all the time, I would have been pumped about that. Cool, I'll take that. Um, But, you know, I mean... Yeah, so you don't have an ulcer. I remember you saying you have an ulcer. Yeah. They don't have an ulcer. Yeah, none of that. A lot of diagnosis, by the way, you you think doctors are like, okay, I'll tell you what you have because they'll see, oh, there is a cancer cell. They're just... Even with cancer, I heard this report, there's tons of false positives. Yeah. Like, you have cancer. Somebody else is like, are you sure you have cancer? Yeah, you got to get that stuff double-checked. Yeah. Those big diagnoses. And because they're just guessing what these cells might be that look weird. Yeah, like I, I spent a ton of money. That the Greek doctor, like I went under, and like they, I had an endoscopy. They like scoped my stomach and stuff. Yeah. Just didn't know. Didn't find anything. Yeah, I what mean, it, it was my stomach was all messed up. It was essentially it wasn't like I had an ulcer. It was like the whole stomach was an ulcer. Oh Jesus! Because of all the stomach acid. And that's healed. At this point, it's probably healed. Okay. It, it, it probably didn't heal itself until. And so you have to drink these diet sodas now, so because. Um... Yeah, my my days of drinking Mountain Dew that was like my the flash in my head of like the when they tell me I'm like laying in the ICU and I was in so much pain and like I couldn't lift up my arms or my legs. I was yeah. so weak at that point, and uh, the montage in my head was like me and Mountain Dew breaking up. <laughs> it's like all the good times I've had with Mountain Dew over the years, like taking a Mountain Dew on a hike, and everyone else is drinking water and like being good. And I crack open my Mountain Dew at fourteen thousand feet, like oh yeah, Kansas City redneck. Oh yeah, just loving me some sugar water. <laughs> so none of that. Now I got you know my diet, sun drop, sun drop, living the dream. God, why? That's a cl- what about diet Mountain Dew? The, the diet Mountain Dew is nasty. Oh uh, really? Yeah, the, the, I've had diet Dew before. It's pretty gross. Really? Yeah, it just doesn't taste anything like Mountain Dew. Yeah, Diet Dr. Pepper's not bad, they say. It's okay. Diet Sun Drop tastes like Sun Drop? I've never had Sun Drop. What's Sun Drop? Sun Drop? Sun Drop? Sun Drop is apparently 7-Up Dr. Pepper brand's version of Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. So, I I don't know what regular Sun Drop tastes like. I didn't even know Sun Drop existed until I saw Diet You just know about Diet Sun Drop. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it it just tastes more like... Oh, so it's got a shitload of caffeine in it? Yeah. It tastes more like actual Mountain Dew than Diet Mountain Dew. When I see Sun Drop, I think it's one of those, like, like, um, non-caffeinated, just like a lemon soda. Right. But it's not. No, yeah. It's it's supercharged. I think it's, you know, 54 milligrams per whatever. It's the same as a Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. And caffeine, you're allowed to have as much as you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Caffeine, I can load up. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good times. Um, I have to say something about my sponsor real quick. Who's your sponsor? I have a few. Tell me which one we should talk about for two minutes. Either um, Spotify, Amazon, or Gamefly. <laughs> which of those would you like? Spotify. Spotify. 
that's a company that 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 you just enter a song and it'll play it online. Yeah, I don't think we like them. No, we do like them. We still like them. I just don't like which one I got to talk about. I think that one's. Here's the here's what they give me. I'll tell you what they give me. Okay. Amazon gives me cash back if you use my my through my website. Go through the Amazon link on my website and then sure. use it. It gives me cash back on the purchases. Spotify gives me fifty cents for everybody that signs up for a Spotify. I don't like thing. that as a reference through to my, my website. Fifty cents. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's too. So he, that Spotify's out. Spotify's out. Plus, uh, on the Facebook feed. Yeah. I get a lot of seeing people recommend on Spotify or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that. It's sign up for like a Facebook thing on Spotify. Yeah. You're out with that. We're, yeah. You get annoyed by those things. Yeah. yeah. I don't even listen to the music that I like. Oh, right. I do this thing, though, when everybody on Facebook, when it says, like, so-and-so, watch this movie, and you see the title of the movie and a picture, sure. and you're like, that's interesting. And you click on it, and then it opens up a thing, like, allow this app. And you're like, no, Dude, just let allow, me watch yeah. the fucking video. Yeah, I hate that. God, they're annoying. Listen yeah. to the song. Just play it. Don't make me sign up for this. No. This Facebook's going to hell, by it's the way. It's going to hell. It's glorious. It's ruining Facebook. It's like, I don't want to sign. And then you got all these reminders. Yeah. Just like YouTube. Make it like YouTube. Be able to just use YouTube. It's all going to hell. Zuckerberg's um, going to hell. And then the last one is Gamefly. And that's just... That's where you get the games. You can get all the games. And, it's like Netflix for games. Right. Well, I w- we should probably go with that one or Amazon. Okay. Which one of those two? Spotify's out. We've already decided Spotify that. Spotify is so out. And while they're a great sponsor for you, and yeah. I hope they continue to provide the sponsorship. <laughs> they're newer one, yeah. They're out in yeah. my world. I say, if you're like against something, don't bother sponsoring it. Amazon, on the other hand, they're fine, I guess. They're Although fine. they will tax-free shit. What? They have some issues delivering to my really? place of residence. Why? They they can't seem to figure out the door code to get in. Do you think they have the same guys all the time? Those guys just They're know. the only ones. I hate when you get a note on the outside of the box that you find later. Like outside, you're like, what? Yeah. Text my fucking They can't figure number. it out. It says clearly on the package. This is how you get um, in. This is the phone number to call me. Whenever I get packaged, I'm always like, I put specific code instructions. Yep. They never get I it. I as well. And a lot of times they've, they've told me, like, well, our, our driver doesn't have a cell phone. Shut up. That's which, what they say. which person in America what, doesn't have a cell that's phone? That's what Amazon's claiming. And then I'm thinking, you they know They don't want to make the drivers use their own cell phones. That's it's, what it it's is. It's because Amazon uses a private delivery service. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But I like them. I like them. I like that you don't have to pay tax. Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to change, though, probably, right? They're thinking about it. But until then, just go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess we're talking about Amazon. So yeah. the deal is, if you go to my website, com. Yeah, they should go immediately. Then click on the Amazon link there, and then go to Amazon and just shop as normal. Go to com. You should do this too, by the way, if you get a chance. Go me? If, if you're getting anything on Amazon. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to go straight to com. Yeah. I'm going to go straight past <laughs> the Ari Shafir stuff. Okay. Straight to the Amazon.com. It's on the right side. You can just see it right there. Going to do an extensive amount of purchasing. <laughs> In fact, from now on, I'm going to do exclusively. I think Amazon. you're pushing. I think you're pushing it more than. Uh, oh, we don't need I would to, to go someone. this strong. No, just if you're already going to use Amazon, right? Then take the one extra step for me and click to my website, you, and then what, go to Amazon. You ought to get like an Amazon woman, scantily yeah. dressed. Pointing to the Amazon Like, thing. there it is. Yeah. I'm an Amazon. There's hey, the Amazon link. I'm a filthy Amazon. And speaking of, purchase time. I have a second link for the Canadians because they have to use a separate Amazon. There's so a they, Canadian If they use Amazon? our Amazon, then they get billed for, like, cross-country shit. 
So I have to have like a second link for Amazon.ca. I know you've got listeners in Canada. Yeah. Down I don't know. Why. I don't know why. <laughs> What's your problem with Canadians? I just feel like, you know, any, any sort of poser, yeah, on the planet, does not deserve our respect. What are Canadians posing as? They're quasi-Americans. Americans, as yeah. I've never seen it. Like, you know, we share North America with Canada and Mexico. And Mexico, Mexicans don't try to be like us. Clear as day, who the Mexicans are? C- Central Americans, South Americans. Mm-hmm. They're brown. See, I they don't dress like us. They don't listen to our music. Exactly. There's strong accordion. Arcade ties. fire. I don't yeah. know what that means. I, I amen to that. <laughs> but like I guarantee Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire's touring Canada. Yeah, they're from Montreal. Oh, see, I didn't know why <laughs> oh, I hated them so much. This <laughs> they're whole time. a great band. What are you talking? Arcade about? Fire. They're an awesome band. They're terrible. Oh God. They're so terrible. <laughs> what do you like, Van Halen? Still. Uh, I mean, I like Van Halen better than Arcade Fire. <laughs> oh, Arcade Fire is so good. What's good about them? They're so. First of all, they make albums instead of songs. They yeah. have like whole. They play album rock. Second of all, they're they like Panic music, at the Disco, right? Don't they look like lesbians? I don't, I don't know them that well. Arcade the Fire. They're not like Panic. They do look like lesbians. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, they, they're definitely they hipsters. Were... They're definitely hipsters. Oh man, they play like a thousand instruments each. First of all, I don't think that musical ability has yeah. anything to do with good music. Yeah, good point. I, I mean, saw them at Ottawa Blues Fest two years ago. Ottawa Blues Fest? The music festival in Ottawa, and they played. They had in Canada? Mm-hmm. The home of blues. It's barely any blues at Blues Fest. And then one year, um, uh, oh, no, one of the nights, Santana was playing. So I found a bunch of mushrooms and took them. He's overrated. Can you have mushrooms anymore? What's the carb count on those? Would you have to figure that out? I probably would. I don't think it would. What be if good you boil it into a tea or something? Well, I, I, the other problem is like I can't drink anymore because I I'm uh, very dependent on my liver for other things. Like what things? Like I I need my liver to produce small amounts of sugar so that I don't oh. get hypoglycemic. And like drinking alcohol, other things like that will oh, cause the liver, the liver to it'll start focusing on de- like taking the toxins out of stuff. So like my liver produces small amounts of sugar, but my body's like, yeah, we don't care, whatever, add it to the pile. Yeah, if it produces little sugar, but your body needs that. Yeah. Oh wow, God, your body's fucked. Yeah, it's screwed. All of my odds of, of dying on everything go way up. Like that was you can't the thing. take mushrooms. I don't think so. Could I, you, I, I now, wouldn't do it. Anyway would you ever ask a doctor point. about that? Would you feel comfortable saying, doctor, I'm into pills, or my friends are into pills, can I take Xanax? <laughs> I mean, I guess I would have asked my old endocrinologist. I just found out I, I can't use him anymore, though, so I have to find a new doctor. Why? Uh, he's moving to the UCLA uh, system. system, and that's not covered by SAG health, clin- health insurance. What are you going to do when your SAG insurance runs out? Um, I have to do the self-pay plan for now, which is like 500 bucks a month. No, there's got to be another way. That's Get Blue Cross. Not Cobra. No, it's not Cobra. It's got like a second type of insurance. It's the same health plan that I have. Yeah. But I mean, I just I don't have options because I'm diabetic. So like, who wants I can't to take do you? Private without paying arm and a leg. Yeah. Like I'm trying it's to because no one will take you. Like why would you take a diabetic? Yeah, it's the worst plan ever. And like <sighs> I'm at least type one, so like, you can't pay six thousand dollars a year for insurance. That's what I'm going to have we to have do. We have got to get universal health care. We've just got to. It's yeah, ridiculous at this something. point. 
If that's like not, you, you, six grand just because you're di- there's a lot of diabetics. Yeah, six grand every year, not just one year. That's you got. Well, that's, uh, well, that's only that's only offered for the next eighteen months, and then I'm screwed. And then, what do you mean? As oh. long as like as long as I qualify through SAG, it's way cheaper than that. But I didn't qualify for this last year. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm screwed. I have 18 months that I can stay on that, and then after that, then I'm. Have you considered screwed. getting married to Corinne just so you get her health insurance? No, I mean I would I would marry Corinne just to marry her. Yeah, you guys have been dating for a while. Like if I had enough money to buy a ring and stuff like that, she doesn't care about that stuff. I don't think so. But at the same time, I don't want to be the dude who's asking a girl to marry him and has you know two hundred dollars yeah. to his name. Yeah. Like I, I want no real difference. I want to be able to provide for you as long as you can provide for me. <laughs> that seems like a pretty shitty it's deal just to get like a, girl. a partnership. Those shit. That's old, antiquated ways of like I have to provide. It's like nobody cares. She has a real job. Like yeah, I don't think she now. cares. I, it just makes me feel like a dirtbag. That's a problem. Ask, ask a girl to marry you and to be like, oh, also I've got no way of bringing in money. That's the kind of reasoning that's, that stopped me from like going to see a movie by myself for like 10 years past when I should be able to do it. I'm right. like, this just seems sad. Yeah. Um, I know it sucks. Those stigma things get in your head and you're like, fuck, I can't shake it. Yeah. I, 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 was, I had saved up an, not enough, but a little bit of money. But all that all went If you got a bills. ring at your financial place, if you went and saved up for a ring, that would be ridiculous. They'd be like, no, idiots. <laughs> Save up for fucking rent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any income, so. Man, you scare me. I scare me. I've been yeah. panicking so bad the last couple of days. If I actually had intestinal migraines, yeah. the stress would have driven me to vomiting all over again. you got to get a job or something. I'm trying to figure it out. It turns out general lack of credentials has been holding me back all this time. Mm-hmm. My complete lack of skill set. Yeah, turns out. It's going to get in the way all this of time. job finding. But Jesus, are you going on the road at all? We can promote your dates. I'd like to, but no one wants to book me. Yeah, it's My tough. number one credit is uh, overactive bladder commercial and diabetes <laughs> on the Ari Shapir podcast. Uh. <laughs> so unless those are going to get me booked somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm the trying. Ari Shapir podcast is being one of your credits. Uh, yeah, That's I how I had Norton bring me up for the Down and Dirty show that he did. They were like, tell us your credits. And I was like, I was like, okay. So he read it. He's like, you can see this next guy this fall on Down and Dirty with Jim Norton. <laughs> like, this is my credit. We're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, you know, uh, from what I, Fuck. from what I've gathered, the other, that? the other comedians in the comedy circuit hate my guts. You've uh, burned some bridges. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm starting to wonder if there were, if there were ever bridges. If there were ever bridges. Yeah, that's how many you burn. <laughs> like, I don't know if. You consistently fi- try to find bridges with a torch so you can burn them. It was almost as if my bridges started out made a fire. And I think the only people you never crossed really are like me and Rena ZC and maybe Simone. Yeah. Yeah. How come every time we try and have a nice moment, there's an angry black guy just <laughs> shouting outside of ears? Trying distance. to make a point. Man, um, they sound so black out there. Yeah. The way he said goddamn was very ethnic. Uh, where I'm from, we would say there's, there's a lot of culture going on outside right now. I saw this. I was walking out of the Air and Space Museum in D.C., and I walked out. And Bragger. The, secu- the security guys, the name dropped. The security guards were talking. And I guess later, it took me a while to figure out what they were saying, but they are talking about cooking. And they're like, man, you put some Chris on that back? Be brain. 
And I was like, what? And I figured out later, it meant if you put Crisco mm. on those baby back ribs, sure. it'll brown them nicely. You put some Chris on that back, it'll brown. That's pretty disturbing. The thought of using Crisco on barbecue is pretty disgusting. I went to Kansas City. I went to a barbecue in Kansas City. It's not like a house barbecue at Kansas City. Where'd you go? Uh, Bobby Kelly was there, and um, and he uh, his web guy's there, so he, he got invited to a Robert First Kelly. of all, if you're eating barbecue, it better be cooked by a black man. Otherwise, it it's for the birds. It was by a white man. You ever go to Houston's barbecue, pit barbecue on Coenga? Never heard of it. It's on Coenga in that hit part between like Sunset and Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like over hostels. by that audition place on Ivar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it. I've never been there. It's pretty good. And they have these like pit beef sandwiches and brownie sandwiches. I'll take you there one Wait, day. Brownie sandwiches? Yeah. No, like bra- like in brown ends of the. Oh, of burn the, ends. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. What do you call them? Burn ends? Burn ends, yeah. I go to the uh, the, the Kansas City Barbecue Company. Where's that? In, in the Valley? North Hollywood. Okay. It's, uh, it's pretty good. By the other audition place. Kind of. On Lancashire, right? Yeah. Well, it used to be over there. Oh, okay. And now it moved up on, it's now on Magnolia. I went to it once there. It's still pretty close. It was good. Yeah. It wasn't like, a, what's the one in the, in, I didn't manage to get to it because it closed on Sunday. It's like a fucking Christian idiot. The one in the, in the uh, gas station in Kansas City. Oh, the Jack Stack? Or, no. Um, Oklahoma Joe's? Oh, yeah. There's an Oklahoma Joe's. I just realized his name is Oklahoma Joe's is in Kansas City. Yeah. It's a chain. There's a bunch of Oklahoma Joe's. Oh, really? But it's good. People said like that was the best one. It's not the best one, but it's a good Everybody one. Everybody says that about places. Oh, this is the best. Yeah, everyone it's has like, their favorite. Yeah. Like, I, I have my favorite, but I don't tell people it's the best one. What's your favorite? I like Rosedale Barbecue. Why, why don't you tell me it's the best one? Because they just do your, your thing well? Because it's, yeah, because it's, I like it. I mean, most also, people... it's pompous to say this is the best one. You're like, this is my favorite. There's a ton of great ones, and like... I love barbecue brisket. That's what I'm going to get when yeah, I'm at a barbecue restaurant. God, it's good. And like most people, I think like ribs. Yeah. So like when they want a good rib place, like yeah, I would like, say well, probably Arthur Bryant's is probably the best rib. Arthur place. Bryant's in Kansas yeah. City. And that's like an angry old black dude who's going to yell at you when you order, and then when you get it, you're going to be like, "Damn, that's some good." Have rib. you been to that place down La Cienega, like towards the airport, but still like right where it meets Fairfax? Jr's, I think. It's on the right side if you're going oh, straight it's, down. Oh, it's where La Cienega and Fairfax meet almost. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. I've never eaten there. I've driven by like a thousand. I'm either late for the airport, so yeah. there's no way I'm eating barbecue on the way to the airport. Yeah. Uh, even if I have time, I'm not taking my shit in my pants there. <laughs> yeah, and on the way back, risky. I just want to get home. Yeah. It's a bad part of town. it's good. The only thing around there are like some shady like soul food places, like some offshoot little Ethiopia places, yeah, and then like right a there. couple of gay porn production houses. It's weird how it, yeah, it's weird how it, they have little Ethiopia places like that, where it's like, if you're going to open up an Ethiopian restaurant, wouldn't the last place you do it be next to eight other Ethiopian restaurants? No. You're all, I think all of your clientele is in that one spot. <laughs> That's it. They're just so, going there. It just seems like if you open an Ethiopian place next door here to the comedy store, I've only eaten Ethiopian food once. When I started dating Corinne, she was like, you want to go get Ethiopian food? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. I love Ethiopian food. How were you on the way out? And uh, I ate it. And this was when I was still having stomach issues. And um, apparently it was a low-carb meal because uh-huh. I oh. didn't have any immediate stomach problems whatsoever. I was pretty psyched about that. That's a lot of meat uh, and flatbread. Nearly exploded <laughs> from my ass, though, the following day. Yeah. And it was the last time I ever ate Ethiopian food. Um, but, no wonder, though, so then it's not a drought. <laughs> you just can't. It's like, I don't want to eat this food. 
Yeah, that was a. It was like a okay. <laughs> Throwing up is not the worst option. Nice. Yeah, I guess not. I had that in in, in uh, uh, Philadelphia. I ordered a Geno's steak like late at night. In most places, you can't order food late at night. Yeah, like you can't even get delivery. Yeah. So it's like I called this Chinese place, and uh, some guy answered like "hello," just like I answered the phone here, and I was like, um, "Is Chinese?" I'm looking for Chinese food. He goes, no, I can get you something else. What else? You want a cheesesteak? What else do you want? And I was like, who is, what? Who is this? I guess they just forward their mess. It's like a delivery service. Oh, wow. So he gave me the options of what's open. So I was like, yeah, all right, get me a Geno's. And he came within 20 minutes. Hmm. And I woke up with just my first case of meat sweats, I guess. Just yeah. like, so like, why? Not knowing if I should throw up or shit until finally like, oh, it's double shit. Combo. And then, yeah, I've had a double combo before and just unloaded, uh, just like, ugh, and then go to sleep, wake up 30 minutes later, I got to shit again. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time Fuck. living that dream. It's all in the past. You're done with it now. Take wow. a lot of solid dumps now. Feels I'm glad you're good. better, even though you just have to shoot yourself. I'm glad you're better. You can still smoke pot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything else cut off, but, you know, I'm living. And like yeah. they, always, they, they all told me to make me feel good. Tommy, is that you? Is that Tommy? Oh, yeah. Let him in. Um, what's up, Tommy? How's it going, Tommy? Recording a podcast, but what's happening? I just wanted to uh, let you know that Owen's on. Okay. And you're going to go on after him. Okay, how long has he been on? Owen's been on for five minutes. All right, right. It's a nice crowd. That's the busiest it's been all night. Yeah. How was that Tuesday after Chris? Was anybody there? Um, Tuesday's always up and down. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get on Tuesday. So they've been really good crowds sometimes. I think I went up after Moz because Moz was late or something. Uh-huh. So I went up after... 18 spots. Because I remember I sat in the back next to Chris pretending to love Moz. He was concerned that I was going after He had Moz to a I like uh, I like uh, how when people hear you laughing in the back, they can just assume it's a mocking laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, probably not a fan. You're not getting it. Oh, I'll come down in like five or six minutes. Cool. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, best of the best, Tommy Morris, our talent coordinator. Top Gun. All right, you want to um, you want to go? You want to finish up? I guess we're done talking about the diabetes stuff. So, yep. Um, are you you're not gonna be on the road at all? Fuck, you got nothing to promote. You gotta get into something, man. If someone could book me on the road, yeah, and then call in the date, we could promote it later. Okay, that'd be good. But as of now, no one wants to book me. What's your? Uh, you're on Twitter or anything? I tweet. I tweet. What's you your? Know. Tw- what's your Twitter? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I don't tweet that often. Okay. Um, How can people find you? Let's just say people wanted to become a fan of Rick Ingram. Is there a way for that to even happen? You could friend request me on Facebook, I guess. Okay. You like um, you have some nice bitter angry posts on Facebook. Yeah, I just I feel that you know if you can get something out in a short amount of of letters that you have for Twitter, yeah, you probably don't have enough to say. Right, I feel like that sometimes too. I'm like, why am I shortening my? This is a diatribe. I should go on. One liners is the worst form of existence. <laughs> They're pretty bad sometimes. Like uh, I would say, ninety nine percent of Twitter uh-huh. is just shitty. One liners before jokes. it was on Twitter. They were exclusively Laffy Taffy material. <laughs> and now everyone just thinks that they can write Laffy Taffy. That's what Twitter is. It's a Laffy, Laffy Taffy Laffy Taffy takes skill. <laughs> My friend used to, Avi Schneider, used to always try to convince me to take a Laffy Taffy up on stage. Kill like, it. just be going like, what do you call a banana 
um, with his with his peel halfway down and what I don't know the joke, but whatever. Yeah. And say it if they don't laugh, like oh, okay, and then t- and then, t- then take out the laffy taffy and open it up and say, oh, I have another joke as you're like mumbling through the laffy taffy. And now that laffy taffy would kill me. I still have it. <laughs> yeah. What? You're like his laffy taffies are killing me. I'm literally the worst dying way. from the laffy taffy. Fuck. Well, all right. Rick Ingram on Facebook, I guess. Yeah. Go Rick Ingram on Facebook. Might have a Rick Ingram on MySpace. I'm going to try to find some clips of you and put them on my website for this episode. Uh, yeah. got to be some stand-up clips. You do, like, you're one of the guys that does, like, almost all crowd work. Yeah. Or a large percentage of it. So it's different every time you see you. It's a dead industry. <laughs> I like it. People hate it. They really hate it. Comics shit on it so hard. Yep. Why? Because it's hard to follow. It's hard to follow and because they can't do it. And it's easier to shit on that because they're like, well, that's not other things that it's hard to follow, so I can make fun of it. Let's quit t- tiptoeing around it. And because they're talentless hacks who can't go <laughs> off script and have to spend every second going over every increment of their act. <laughs> but we love you. We love you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Rick. Yep. Uh, bye. Bye. This is our review. Boom! That's the episode, everybody. That's it. Yeah, cold. Um, thank you very much, Rick Ingram, for coming to the Comedy Store Phones Room to share with me um, all the info about your diabetes. Um, one of the funniest sounding diseases. By the way, that Shroomfest recap show in Montreal, um, I am fully expecting as many of you to come on mushrooms as possible. So the other shows, I was so fucked up. Do whatever you want for that. Come high, obviously. Um, uh, whatever, whatever you want to be. But for those Shroomfest shows, I expect you guys to be on them. I'll, I'll probably, I gotta find some mushrooms in Montreal. But once I do, I'm sure I'll be taking them um, earlier that day. For Shroomfest, so I don't know if I'll be coming down or still going up or what the story is, but I expect everybody there, or most people there anyway, to be on the boomers. So uh, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything to say, but uh, I'm done. Happy Shroomfest. If you guys have got your stuff ready, congratulations to you. If you guys have not gotten your stuff, I feel sorry for you. You got like a month left. You got one month even left. Um, so hurry up. Get on it. Get your mushrooms. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. People not from the South. Ain't barbecue means cook out. And that's something they're wrong about. Barbecue is not a bird. And barbecue is not a grill. Barbecue is meat prepared in a very special way. Which varies depending on where you go. That was our review. Yeah.